Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CME curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. Hello, I'm Martin Pollack. I'm a professor of medicine at Harvard Medical School and at Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center in Boston. And I'm speaking about the genetics of APOL1-associated kidney disease and how it causes disease. So how do these two APOL1, what we call risk alleles, cause increased susceptibility to kidney disease in humans? So here is a schematic diagram, just a a linear diagram of the APOL1 protein and its domains. APOL1 at the N-terminus, uh, depending on the splice variant, it either has or, or, or does not have a signal peptide. This is followed by a, what's known as the pore-forming domain, then a membrane-dressing domain, and then what's called the SRA-binding domain. SRA-binding domain is named because it binds to a protein made by African trypanosomes called SRA. The uh, APOL1 kidney disease risk alleles are typically referred to as G1 and G2. Both are located in the C-terminal portion of the encoded protein. G1 refers to a pair of single nucleotide polymorphisms that change the coding sequence. Um, that and, and these two variants are almost always uh, inherited together. Uh, so a serine to glycine at residue 342 and isoleucine to methionine at 384. And again, these are shared. They, 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 they're basically inherited as a haplotype. Um, there are very rare people with the first variant, but not the second. But 99% of the time, they travel together. The other variant that's relevant here is what we call G2. G2 refers to a deletion of two amino acids. It's an in-frame deletion. So uh, so we simply end up with a protein missing two amino acids, but um, then it continues to see terminus. What is the mechanism of disease? So one really important question regarding mechanism is whether these APOL1 risk alleles are loss of function or gain of function. If I go back to the bottom of the slide, you can see here that what we call the high-risk APOL1 Genotypes are those genotypes where you where a person inherits uh, a risk variant from both mom and from dad. So you can have G1 from mom and G1 from dad, be G2, G2, or G1, G2. If you have zero or just one of these risk alleles, then you're not at increased risk of kidney disease. So what's interesting here is that disease inheritance essentially follows a recessive pattern. People who inherit two of these risk alleles are at increased risk of kidney disease of various sorts. So are these risk alleles loss of function or gain of function? And this is an important question. Uh, are, Are these G1 and G2 variants somehow doing something bad to the kidney? Are they toxic? Or in the recessive state, uh, if you have two of these variant forms of APOL1, 
are you are, are people losing some essential kidney function? And that has implications for how we might want to treat disease. Certainly, I think most of the community, including me, thinks that these risk variants are largely gain of function. When we express risk variant forms of APOL1 in cells and culture, uh, we see toxicity. Uh, G0 is a little bit toxic to cells, the risk variant forms more toxic. Um, this is just one of many similar experiments that have been done by, uh, by many people. In this case, this is an experiment we did in HGK-293 cells. On the right is from a paper uh, by Beckerman et al., published in Nature Medicine uh, fairly recently, in which um, APOL1, either G0 or the risk variant forms G1 or G2, were expressed in the podocyte of mice. Overexpression of G1 and G2 forms of APOL1 in mice caused a uh, glomerular sclerosis and podocyte phenotype, whereas overexpression of G0 uh, did not in this study. People have used a lot of different animal models to try to investigate APOL1 and APOL1 biology over the past several years. These include studies in fruit flies, in zebrafish, in yeast, and, and a bunch of studies in mice as well. And for the most part, these are all, I think, consistent with the notion that these variant forms of APOL1 cause cell toxicity. Uh, this is a, a picture showing an experiment that uh, my colleagues and I performed. We developed uh, back transgenic mice. So we took the whole human gene in its normal human genomic context and put it into mice in the form of a transgene. And we made these in the G0 form, the G1 form, or the G2 form. These mice that, are, that have uh, that are transgenic for APOL1, none of them have any kidney phenotype at all in the normal state. But, but uh, what happens when we expose these mice to interferon gamma? The interferon gamma is known to greatly upregulate the expression of APOL1 at the RNA level. When we cause uh, these mice to express high levels of interferon gamma, we get essentially no phenotype in control mice, the black line, the G0, G0 transgenic mice, but we get considerable albuminuria in the G1, G1 mice and the G2, G2 mice. So the only difference between these mice, between the G0, G0 mice, and either the G1, G1 or the G2, G2 mice, are simply the differences that define these different alleles. And the mice with the risk variants have dramatic proteinuria uh, compared to the mice without these variants. And this is true, not just in terms of proteinuria, but at the histologic level. You can see in the upper right that there's severe glomerular sclerosis in the G2, G2 mice uh, two weeks after uh, interferon uh, treatment, not in the G0, G0 mice. So we believe APOL1 is toxic to cells.
But how are they toxic? How do the G1 and G2 forms of APOL1 differ from the G0 form? Well, there are a lot of hypotheses that are out there in the literature. Um, these include the possibility that the risk variant APOL1 forms a pore at the cell membrane or at other intracellular uh, organelle membranes, and this uh, altered pore um, in the presence of risk variants causes cell lysis. There's also some evidence um, that APOL1 risk variant forms enter the mitochondria and they open a pore in the inner mitochondrial membrane. Others have suggested that the risk variant forms of APOL1 misfold the endoplasmic reticulum and cause what's known as ER stress. It's also been suggested that APOL1 risk variant forms alter the structure of the podocyte and may cause podocyte dedifferentiation. Um, these, these hypotheses are not mutually exclusive, and uh, this is the subject of intensive investigation by, by many investigators. I'll wrap up now with that very, very short overview of APOL1 and how it causes kidney disease. And I thank you all for your attention. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME Incorporated, and is part of our Minute CME curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.